0: To the end up, to the touchdown. Right here, right now. And the are going to the NFC Championship game. I'm your host, Ben Kurkowski, and this weekend after starting the year 1 0, the Packers look to continue their winning streak against the Atlanta Falcons, who also are 1 0 after defeating the Carolina Panthers in week one. The Falcons are different than almost any other team in the NFL, as they rely on the ground game more than almost any NFL team. In week one, they ran the ball on 54% of their offensive plays, which was fourth in the NFL last week. Then on top of that, their passing office doesn't really trust their quarterback, Desmond Ritter, truly really attack down the field. His average step to target was just 3.2 yards down the field last week on his 22 pass attempts, five were screen, six were play action. They only asked Ritter to truly drop back to pass 50% of the time. This Falcons team doesn't want to do anything risky. They want to run the football over and over again. And if not run the football, quick, safe passes and let their guys make a play after the catch. And it makes sense. In 2022, they had the number one graded run blocking offensive line in the NFL. And most of that offensive line is back in 2023. And now they have two running backs. They trust in Tyler Algier and Bijan Robinson, who both averaged over five yards per carry last week against the Panthers. This team will force any team they play to stop the run before they even consider putting the ball in harm's way because they believe they are tougher and meaner and more physical than any other team in the NFL and it's not a bad strategy when every team is trying to get smaller get faster that Arthur Smith would try to take a different approach with their offense so can the Packers stop the run this is an area the Packers defense has struggled for years and historically they have been one of the worst run defending teams in the league but this defense is supposed to be different this year they're supposed to have a different different tactics, different strategies when it comes to how aggressive they're playing. And they showed that last week against the bears, the bears running backs averaged just 3.3 yards per carry last week, which if the Packers can do that again on Sunday, that would force the Falcons to drop back and pass. I think a big key to the Packers having success, stopping the run will be if Quay Walker plays in this game. Quay Walker right now is questionable coming off a concussion. Uh, he played very well in week one, at least in coverage, and he showed off his athleticism. And he can at least slow down ball carriers so he can get there and let other guys finish the tackle, even if sometimes he's a little crazy and doesn't break down a tackle because he's just running so fast. Uh, but in year two, if he can continue to improve, continue to play like he did last week between him and Deondre Campbell, our run defense, I think, could be just fine. Their potential reminds me of the Bucks Super Bowl team with Levante David and Devin White. Uh, but the Packers are going to have to play more sound on defense if they're going to stop the run this week against a much better Falcons team. Uh, five different starters on defense for the Packers last week struggled to bring down Bears uh, players last week. Kenny Clark, Devontae Wyatt, Rudy Ford, Keyshawn Nixon, and Quay Walker all had less than ideal tackling grades against a team with a lot more potential the Packers are going to have to be much more disciplined and wrap up and get 11 guys to the football if we are going to successfully stop the run. Both of the Packers and the Falcons' biggest questions going into this season were the quarterback position. And for the Falcons, that man is Desmond Ritter. Desmond Ritter was a third-round pick in the 2022 NFL draft out of Cincinnati. Ritter, so far in his career, has not been shown to be much of a passer in 2022. He had a PFF passing grade of just 60.1. He's a below average quarterback at this point, and Arthur Smith and this offense are just hopefully trusting him to not make mistakes. This is a big reason why the Falcons don't want to throw the ball, because they don't have a viable QB. Ritter barely attacks down the field, even though he has two incredible weapons in Drake London and Kyle Pitts to target down the field. If the Packers can stop the run, the Packers need to make sure to make things difficult for Ritter, because he's a guy do... He's a guy due to make a mistake. Or at the worst, he's going to be safe more than aggressive and simply take the check down is to not put the ball in harm's way. Last year and last week, Ritter struggled when he wasn't blitzed the most. The best thing the Packers can do this week is plug up the passing lanes and make Ritter take some time back there to find the open window and the open receiver. If we can force Ritter to think even for an extra half a second or two, that could be a game changer. Because while this Falcons offensive line... They're incredible run blockers. They struggle in pass protection. Last week, Chris Lindstrom had an awful day. 16.7 pass blocking grade, which I've never heard of. In both of their offensive tackles, Caleb McGarry, Jake Matthews struggled as well against guys like Brian Burns and Derek Brown of the Panthers, who I think... Rashawn Gary and Kenny Clark are very comparable to plus the Packers have a lot more talent to complement those two compared to the Panthers the Falcons also are relying on starting a rookie offensive lineman to Matthew Bergeron so the Packers if they can plug up the lanes in coverage I think our pass rush versus this offensive line will be able to get pressure on Ritter quickly and if that's the case without needing to blitz the Packers should have the edge here um, when it comes to stopping the pass entirely. The question is, can we get the Falcons to throw the football? That will be the big question. The Packers did great last week, stopping the run to force the Bears to try to throw the football. But that was against a very bad Bears team. This Falcons team is much, much better. And I'm nervous, to say the least, that the Packers will be able to stop the run two weeks in a row. Um, But we will see. Another big reason why the Packers need Quay Walker out in their in this game is we need a linebacker who's athletic enough to keep up with Bijan robinson robinson was the number eight overall pick in this year's nfl draft people compare him to the next adrian peterson except he's wicked good as a receiver as well this guy's the real deal the packers are going to slow him down and keep him from taking a pass behind the line of scrimmage for 20 plus yards we're going to need our athleticism to stand out in this game guys like lucas Van Ness, preston smith Rashawn gary devonder campbell quay walker are going to be essential to our defense's ability to limit big plays in this game from guys like Bijan Robinson. Defensively, this Falcons team has struggled in the past, but they added around six new starters this offseason through free, free agency, and that Falcons team held the Panthers to just 10 points last week. This team's biggest strength after one game seems to be on the interior defensive line. For years, this defense relied on just Grady Jarrett in the middle of their defense, but now it seems like they've added a great complement in David anyamata anyamata and Jarrett combined for 11 pressures last week together. These two completely blew up the game for the Panthers offense, and this is the matchup that concerns me the most, as these two will most most likely spend a majority of the game going one-on-one with guys like Josh Myers and J.R.J., our two worst offensive linemen. Last week, we saw Jordan Love run the offense exceptionally well, but that was because he wasn't pressured almost ever. Now, what happens if Jordan Love is continuously being pressured? Can this offense be as successful as it was last week? I doubt it. One big matchup to watch going in this game was going to be the health of Falcons linebacker, Troy Anderson, and running back Aaron Jones. Anderson was the only linebacker capable of matching up with Aaron Jones. But Anderson is not going to be able to play in this game. Since Anderson cannot play, the Falcons may be limited in their ability to blitz without a linebacker capable of matching up with Aaron Jones. They might be more likely to be dropping back in zone coverage. And so if that happens... The Falcons' defense is going to be limited in their flexibility overall, but if Aaron Jones doesn't play, the Falcons will have a lot more freedom to be diverse in how they run their defense and blitz Jordan Love in order to get pressure on him. Jordan Love is going to have to be more accurate in this game in order to not turn the ball over. We saw a couple throws really get away from Jordan Love last week, and if he does that against this defense with guys like A.J. Terrell and Jesse Bates, the Falcons are going to be able to get some interceptions. The one big thing going the Packers' way in this game hopefully our rushing attack versus this Falcons run defense last week, even though the Falcons held the Panthers to just 10 points, they gave up 4.8 yards per carry, which is the sixth highest in average in the NFL last week. The Packers need to continue to rely on the ground game and try to make things easy on Jordan love. Now, I think most fans for the Packers are going to have a rude awakening on Sunday, as I truly believe our defense could really struggle to stop the run against an actual quality rushing attack like the Falcons have on Sunday. Our run defense was fine, but we struggled to bring down runners on our first attempts. If we give this Falcons team lots of extra yards after first contact, they're going to be able to maintain drives and put some serious points up on the board. I think the Falcons could easily rush for over 200 yards in this game, or at least get over 200 yards on plays behind the line of scrimmage, including screens, with how poor we were as tacklers last week. This success running the ball will make it difficult for the Packers defense to force those obvious passing situations. When they do, I think the Packers are going to be, they're going to crush. I think they're going to be extremely successful. I think I wouldn't be surprised if the Falcons don't pick up any first down greater than third and four on Sunday because our pass rush will overmatch this offensive line that much and we're not going to have to blitz to get pressure on Ritter. I think we're going to see really long drawn-out drives, 10 plays, 80 yards from the Falcons, but then we're also going to see complete duds, three and outs, because we stopped the run on first and second down. For the Packers, um, I think this defense we're going to have to go up against is going to be much better than what we faced last week. Um, the Packers offense last week, yes, we put up 31 points on the board. We had seven points on def- uh, from a turnover. But the Packers offense required turnovers, good special team efforts to get help get this offense in a scoring position. And I'm nervous the Packers won't be able to take advantage of this week. Uh, I'm nervous that the Packers aren't going to get those benefits. Those turnovers don't happen every week great special teams plays don't happen every week and your offense is going to have to drive 75 yards to get a touchdown and the Packers didn't do that a ton of times last week we had a couple drives like that but a lot of those drives were like 30 yard drives 40 yard drives 20 yard drives because of where our special teams and our defense got us to start and so i'm a little nervous for this offense especially now that i'm seeing david bakhtiari he's questionable for this game OK, I think he was questionable last week, so he could totally play. But the thing about David Bakhtiari is he is adamant about not playing on turf. Mercedes Benz Stadium is a turf stadium. OK, there's a reason he's questionable for this game. And I think there's a real chance he does not play, realizing it's early in the season. The Packers are 1-0, and they're going to a place where maybe he's not feeling the best right now. or But it's on turf. And I there's a real chance I think David Bakhtiari does not play. If that happens, David Bakhtiari was one of our he was the one of the best left tackles in the NFL again last week. And he was a solid run blocker. And most of our offensive line is not. And that is concerning because I think the Packers might not be able to take advantage of this weak run defense by the Falcons because we weren't that efficient running the football last week really and i get that was against a a bad bears run defense and this falcons team yes it's it's not this falcons defense is i think overall better than the bears defense and so i'm concerned about our efficiency running the football especially now if david bakhtiari's not in the game and then especially if aaron jones doesn't play as well because aj Dillon did not look like his himself and that's going to force the packers to drop back to pass and Jordan Love could be facing a decent amount of interior pressure. If that happens, this Packers offense, you might see an entire half where they struggle to put a full drive together. I think Matt LaFleur, though, is the better coach in this game. I think he can scheme his guys open. I think, thankfully, if Elgin Jenkins can on his own stop either Grady Jarrett or David Onyemata, then the combination of Josh Myers and Jared Jay should be able to manage the other uh, guy together. So I think there will be times, one or one of those two can cause a big pressure up the middle for the Falcons uh, Anumata or Jarrett. Uh, it's not going to be every drive. They aren't elite players by any means, but I think this Packers offense is going to struggle way more than they did last week. I think it's going to be a low scoring affair. A lot of three and outs from both teams and both teams really having a couple of really long drives that take a lot of time off the clock when their running games are effective. And I think ultimately the Packers are going to win this game. Uh, 17 to 14, but it's going to be scary. I think we're going to see some like Anders and our Anders Carlson kick could make or break this game. Uh, I think it's going to be that close. I think this game is going to be ugly with guys like Aaron Jones questionable, David Bakhtiari question, Quay Walker questionable, Christian Watson questionable. Um, Watson did practice on a limited basis on Friday, unlike Aaron Jones. So Christian Watson is closer than Aaron Jones is which makes me feel like Aaron Jones probably is not going to play in this game. Christian Watson is going to be on a snap count if he does play like 10, 15 plays. But honestly, to me, that's not worth it. If he is not 100%, don't play him. Okay. Christian Watson is the future of this franchise. You can't let him go. And honestly, if you have any guys dealing with injuries, let them sit. It's too early on the year to lose these players. They're too important to this team. We can't have guys playing at 70% I don't think that's the right choice I think you got to let your guys go out there and try to win this game on their own because if we don't it's not the end of the world this is not the year we're going to win the Super Bowl but this is going to be a very close game it's going to be very intense it's going to come down to a couple probably big plays and honestly like I said before a cup a kick here and there could end this game uh and make or break this game for the Packers. So that's all we have today, folks. If you have not already, make sure to subscribe. Give me a review so you can hear hear what you guys think about the podcast and tell your friends about Packers Now so that they can get all the latest updates on the green and gold because it's always Packers season at Packers Now. Thanks, guys.